0: Today, Palm Sunday, we begin the commemoration of the great climax of the Judeo-Christian epic. Throughout these past five weeks, the readings have repeated the story of the beginning of the tribe of Abraham, the wandering Aramean whose tribe was overcome by the oppressive and pagan pharaoh until God took mercy and brought the tribe out of Egypt. The story is told that God was touched by the grief of the faithful people and delivered them from slavery. God's sorrow for the people and God's promise of abundance is seen in great contrast to the actions of Pharaoh, who not only enslaved the Israelites but bought their children as well. But while the Israelites were wandering away from Egypt in search of the promised land, they were worried and skeptical they endured years of hardship they began as always to doubt the faithfulness of god and god says i am about to do a new thing do you not perceive it i will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert Again, the way of God is in deep contrast to the prevailing reality. Rivers in the desert, paths in the wilderness. But my ways are not your ways, says God. At the same time, we have listened to the Gospel of Luke, who tells us that the old way of keeping faith with God is coming to an end. The old economy, in which, as we heard last week, there is a quid pro quo rule, is giving way to a radical and illogical way of relating based on forgiveness and love. At the beginning of this season, we heard about John the Baptist who told people to repent, to open themselves again to the action of God within them. The old way, the quid pro quo way, the way of thinking that God's favor is lost when people turn away from God, is passing away. Repentance here is seen as an act of surrender. Surrender to God's love and God's work inside us. Again, God is about to do a new thing. A river in the desert. A forgiven prodigal son. A late fruit-bearing fig tree. Jesus is of course the representative of God in this new thing. And in an unbelievably countercultural move, Jesus asked God to forgive the tormentors because they are ignorant of what they're doing. This is a river in the desert. One can hear the precursor to this in Isaiah who says that he gives his back to those who strike him and he his face to those who pull his beard. Isaiah's confidence in God is so great that he has become fearless. But he is still waiting for God to take care of his enemies for him. He is so sure that God will see his plight and vindicate him at the expense, not the forgiveness of his enemies. And the psalmist says, my times are in your hand. Rescue me from the hand of my enemies. Make your face to shine upon me. The psalmist has great confidence in God. This is the old paradigm. There is no surrender. There is only a prayer for rescue. The patience of Jesus throughout his interrogation and march to Golgotha is epic. And in that extremity, it's extremely convincing. At the height of his agony, with great confidence, he assures the man crucified next to him that he will indeed be in paradise with him that day. This is the heart of the passion, the confidence that God will never fail to deliver us. The heart of the passion is that Jesus, with great confidence, surrenders himself to the work of God within him. Jesus delivers himself into the great purpose of his time, life and death, for the sake of love. And there it is. Having endured what there is to be endured, Jesus, confident of God's help, delivers himself from death into life. He becomes the ancient story of bondage, confidence, and deliverance. But this time, there is a difference. Jesus is not rescued here. He gives himself freely to be used for God's new thing. And as Jesus does this, God extends to us the real possibility of life in the promised land or heaven on earth. No longer must it be true that we will wait until some unimaginably distant time and then be transmogrified into a dimension which we will recognize as paradise. This time, in his deliberate surrender to the belief that he would be delivered, Jesus made resurrection or the real presence of heaven on earth possible for everyone. We commemorate the passion for many reasons just as we recite the Declaration of Independence on the 4th of July or sing happy birthday on birthdays. But one of them is to reflect again on the possibility of surrender for the sake of deliverance and salvation, God's new thing. What is it in our lives, to which we must surrender to allow God to work a new thing. Palm Sunday is the beginning of Holy Week when we watch for the coming of that new thing God is making with us. We will be here this week watching, remembering, hoping, and surrendering. To be the new thing that God has in mind, we need each other. We need each other to see it and nurture it and reveal it to the world. As we heard last week, even Jesus needed the women at the tomb to tell others about his own newness after the resurrection. Let us then come to this place and be witnesses to the resurrection in each of us.
1: Or visit us online at oursaviourmv.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mel Valley, dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.